That wasn't a great it's intro. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52, potentially, of the Changing Formats podcast, the audio podcast of Congruency. I am your host, Yasin Akbar Allahi, and this time I'm only here with uh, my other half, as we say, just the two of us. <laughs> you can make it if you try. Just the I don't have a good voice. But uh, yeah, we're here with uh, Craig. Dixon's not here, but... Instead, we have two fabulous guests with us. Today, we're here to discuss all things about uh, our friend of the pod, Yao Abrenyu Yamoa's new project, short film, Black Boys Don't Cry. And we're here with the two lovely actors from that movie. We're here with Kaya and Lolu. I don't have the soundboard. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Good. Yeah. How about Today's you, Kyle? A good day. Happy. I'm like, what day is it again? Happy Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday. Happy, Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys were both in uh, Black Boys Don't Cry, new short film out uh, most places now. It's on yaoyamoa.com. It's on Instagram. It's on. A, I think it's in a couple different other places. I can't remember all of them, but I'll link them down below uh, once we get this pod. Like edited through and posted to you guys. But before we start, why don't you guys tell everybody a little bit about, you know, yourselves, who you are, your journey. We'll start with uh, Kaya, ladies first. Oh, no happy pressure. Bu- happy, belated, <laughs> happy belated International Women's Day. Thank you, yeah. yes. Oh, my name, so I'm like, whew. my name is Kaya. I am born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, but I'm actually in, I'm living in Vancouver. Yeah, I know, hometown rep. I'm living in Vancouver now. I'm an uh, actor, model, healer, cat enthusiast. Uh, I like to dabble in all sorts of different things. And yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Mm, Do you have an issue with her being a cat lover? I got no problem with cats anymore. Anymore? What happened? Anymore. When I was a Uh. child, we had a cat and it was a very old cat. It went fucking crazy <laughs> and it was hiding under my bed and i really wanted to play with the cat so i like went under to get it and it slashed me right across my face like diagonally oh man and i, I didn't <laughs> like cats for a long time after that how long well how, how old were you when you got sliced i don't remember like five six okay and uh mm-hmm. i i've started to appreciate them in 2020 in 2020. So you're getting back on the cat the cat bandwagon? Yeah, I met someone who had cats, and they were nice to me. Uh, so. The cat or the or the person? Everyone. Oh, that's no, lovely. That's lovely. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> Fair. Uh, how about you, Lolu? Tell us, uh, tell us all a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name is... Well, my full name is Babu Luluwa Oyedele. Um, I'm, I was born in Nigeria. Um, left when I was six. Grew up in South Africa. Uh, and then came here to straight to Kelowna, BC, Jeez. which I hear is uh, in 2011. Oh, okay. um, and then I, I've sort of been here ever since. Uh, well, I I'm a performer. I, I I guess I use performer because I was like trained in interdisciplinary, like in performance art. Mm-hmm. Um, former actor. Um, uh, sort of dabbling musician uh, I kind of do a lot of everything um yeah dancer I love to dance uh do you do you have like a specific style of dance or 
Um, I guess, I, I mean, I, w- I was never like classically like, like trained in, in any of like in any of the dance fields. Oh. Um, but other people have told me that I sort of sit within like contemporary lyrical and um, hip hop. Oh, wow. And then, like, Let's go. A little bit of like a crump. Like, hey, vibe. you on your you're on your Twitch jive. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Oh, lots man. of popping, lots of locking, lots of like pumps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. When I was when I was uh like a kid, when I was younger, I was I was like so into like stomp the yard and like <laughs> all that. I was so in, I wanted yeah. to be Twitch so bad. Really? And I thought I, I thought I was. I think I even I took lessons. I took hip hop lessons. And there's footage out there somewhere of me trying to, you know, pull off. No <laughs> pull way. Off. Does that yeah, make you nervous? Huh? Does that make you nervous that, like, it's sort of floating somewhere? Like, who knows where it is? <laughs> well, well, I I know where it was, but I don't know right. if it still exists. Because, like, uh, it was part of, like, this giant archive of footage from my childhood that's went missing. So, mm. yeah, like oh. I don't have well missing, yeah, oh no, uh, <laughs> what an accident, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, but I know I know it's somewhere, and I'd actually like to see it because you know That'd any anything to grasp at my childhood would be lovely, but mm. <laughs> but past that, but past that, I don't know if I'd want to show anyone. Cause that yeah. could be that could be used against me where I was trying to. Yeah. Oh man, you I was trying to. What's in the pod? What's the? Oh, do you know who the new? No. There's like the new guy who, he does a lot of that like too. Uh, he's like shorter, got the cornrows. I don't remember his name, but he's like, he's also like in that field now, and like yeah, I look I look at those guys. I'm like, man, I wish I could do what you do, but I can't. Oh yeah. man, my body just doesn't work that way. But sorry, continue, continue <laughs> no, on no, with no. your story. No, 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 that was that was awesome. That was awesome. I really enjoyed listening to that. I'm gonna go Google right now. I'm, I can well, I can find anything. Let's Twitch, go. Google. Oh <laughs> man, if you... no, I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, the video. Oh, yeah. if you if you find yeah. if you find my video, uh, please don't. That'd be great. <laughs> Just don't. Just don't find it. Real quick, yeah. could you could you go upstairs and grab my charger? It's in my room. Yeah, lovely, buddy. Thank you. So, um, uh. Let's, we'll get started on uh, this this journey through, of course, Black Boys Don't Cry. Great, powerful short film. We had an interview with Yao that I think went up today, yesterday, something like that. Um, and, you know, I've touched on, on, touched on my thoughts and feelings, but I wanted to let you both know that I thought that both of your performances were so incredibly, like, inspiring and, like, just wonderful to watch, like an absolute marvel to watch you guys do what you did in that movie, just off rip. I just wanted to say that was great from both of you. Thank you. Yeah, no Thank worries. You. Yeah, because especially like um, throughout the film, there's no dialogue from either of you. It's all just expression. It's all expressive, all within like the facial like work that you guys did to really sell the story and sell the emotion. Uh, and I thought, you know, you guys nailed it to a T and I think the short film as a whole, uh, was elevated so much through your guys' performances because of course, without dialogue, uh, it could have fell apart if it was in the wrong hands acting wise. So yeah, I just thought you guys did brilliant. Do you have anything to say about, uh, anything other than that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than everything you've said? No, not really. Yeah. 
uh, very easily could have fallen apart, but such like powerful performances really elevate the film and make us able to like connect. It's very uh, a rare talent to be able to make everybody feel what you're feeling without words is is awe inspiring, for sure. Oh. Thank you. Did you fuck it? Okay. I'm just trying trying to get this to charge because my my charger on my phone's broken. It's been broken forever, but I'm trying to get it to charge. I'm willing it. Where there's a a will, there's a way. Yeah, you got to like position it properly. Maybe you need a book. Yeah, Yeah, I got to try my hardest to like make it make it work. Sometimes sometimes I like have to like force it and just hold it with my hand. But today I'm trying not to do that. So... (laughs) But uh, how was it for you guys uh, participating in like this kind of a project, this kind of a, a film where, you know, the the focus is taken uh, less or the focus is taken away from like your words and your verbal uh, performance and more just on like your emotive uh, reactions to everything going on? Uh, who, do you want to go first or do you want? You go, Lolith. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, it, it, I think to date... Black Boys Don't Cry is probably, like, the most challenging thing I've ever had to do. Mm. Um, because of that vulnerability, right? Like, because of what you're saying of, you know, you, as an actor, I need to make sure that whoever's watching this feels that emotion, right? That it is raw, you know, enough to, like, literally, like, be transmitted through the screen. For sure. Um and so that's a lot of work right like that's just like but but you know yao is like an amazing director Mm -hmm. uh and i think through the process of filming you know through his coaching um through his like feedback and like you know he like sort of his prompts and like you know he's like feeding me things and like telling me situations and like taking me through the moments like moment to moment of what is going on he like i you know I get there, you know, eventually. And so, yeah, so it's like, you know, raw, emotionally draining, whatever, but I think it's worth it because then then Black Boys Don't Cry is there, out there in the world. And, you know, I, yeah, I think it's great. How did you, because yeah, uh, y- Yao was telling us, sorry, Yao was telling us about uh, the process of filming. Like, you guys were stuck in this room for, like, hours and it was like super hot and like just does does that does that become distracting or does that become like more motivating to like get these performances through because I've always been curious when I see like certain uh you know movies films tv shows in like uncomfortable positions how does that like work like environment wise for you guys uh do you want to take this one sure um well, personally, I think this is, it was unlike anything I've really done before. You know, we really work intimately with the director. Yao was just so, um, just so hands-on and willing to, to guide us and give us directions and give us freedom to make mistakes and to try new things. So being in a room for those many hours together, I, um, I found it made, it made it easier to kind of like get into the zone. It felt like a really, like a safe space, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It, it. It's usually not like that on set. You know, you have so many people running, going in and out, leaving. It's like that's way more distracting. It was like just us. The director was there talking, like talking with us. It was um, very intimate and that that helped helped me anyways. So that's great. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, 
I agree with that. Like, like we kind of created mm-hmm. a space where we could get to that level, get to that level of deepness, to that level of emotion, <clears throat> right? Through the acting process. And I think that, um, and I think that the, the sort of the setting up of the space, right? Like it was filmed in Yao's home, right? Um, That's so Yao's new setting place? Up, <laughs> oh, yeah, damn. yeah. I ain't been one there of the yet. rooms in there. Hey, we lit. There. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. there. I'm going to go there at some point. I'm going to recreate the whole movie for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we can be the ones just observing it. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. So he, you know, he set up the whole, before we, even we came in, he's, he's set up the whole space, you know, anticipating this to happen. So, you know, I, I just think that that helped us and was not okay. a hindrance at all. For sure, for sure. What was what was Dixon's question? Uh, I'll get into it after. I have a question, kind of off this conversation. Yeah. So, like we've we've spoken about, it's such a like emotionally draining film. I'm wondering between takes, like, what was the kind of energy on set? Were was things kept very serious to keep the actors like in that mindset, or did they kind of break it up and let you guys like relax in between shots, or how was that done? Okay. It's all it's all like it's all like a tug it's all like a tug of war, just like uh yeah, maybe me. Um um funny enough, like uh I think during the shooting of it we would do a take and then we do another take and then we do another take just to sort of maintain that energy to sort of keep it locked and focused but we did have a like a little bit of a break in between because it was like a long i think it was like six hours or okay four hours i can't remember of just like it was a couple hours you got it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and i think in the middle of that was a little bit of a break and there was a little bit of like a you know like yeah uh, kind of like joked around just like you know letting it go and then when we came back we brought it back up brought it back to the place of of the moment in the film so there was that's a good question by the way but yeah so there was was a little bit of i was about to say like where did these where do these questions come from he had he had had two really good questions for yao too and it blew all my questions out of the water i was like i don't know what i don't know what to do now look at you little little question asking craig bro oh man i guess that's why he's here that's why he's on the podcast yes sir yeah so dixon's question Um, oh did you have more to say or no, 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 no. That was it. That was it, yeah. Dixon was wondering how you guys found out about the film and, like, got attached to the project. Go ahead. Uh, well, I know Yao personally. I actually, uh, it's because of him that I started modeling, like, four years ago. So we met through, uh, uh, the way we met was, like, super interesting through university connections. And then, um, so I've known Yao for a few years, and it was just uh, he knew that I'm, uh, that uh, I'm always looking for, I'm always looking to tell stories authentically and to tell them through uh, a lens that's not necessarily like very like network, like, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, yeah, he, he, and I think the same with Lolu, right? We we both know Yao. So it was, uh, it kind of went down like that. Do you want to add to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know Yao personally for a few, for many years, actually, not just a few. and he actually like when I when I first came here when I first came to um, 
Kelowna, you know, there wasn't a lot of black people. <clears throat> and like, I was, I, I was like one of like four that I knew, like in the whole city. Um, and then I went to university and we had like a dance instructor, right. For like movement and like performance stuff. And it was Yao, right. And that's how I met him. He was teaching me dance and it was so cool to see him be an artist, you know, and, you know, he was getting paid for those classes. So he's like doing this for a living. Like this is his job. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so cool to see that happen in a place that I did not expect that, you know, I did not expect like this, like super cool black guy to be my dance instructor, you know, in the middle of Kelowna. (laughs) Yeah. In Kelowna. Yeah. In Kelowna. And Kelowna back in like 2013. Yeah. Right. It's changed a lot now. Um, um, but, um, yeah. And, you know, we hung out a little bit after that and then we just, we connected and yeah. So I've known, I've known him for a few years and, um, I was, he just contacted me, right. Uh, through trophy, I guess. Tell like, he's like, Oh, I have this film, you know, are you, would you be interested? And I'm like, yes, of course. Right. Um, and then he told me a little bit about it and that got me even more excited because, because it was sort of child sort of tackling these themes of masculinity of, you know, it's called black boys don't cry. Like, what does that mean? Hmm. What does it mean that black boys don't cry? Um, um, you know, and, and what does it mean to be a man faced with a situation where, where every fiber in your being is like breaking down, right? Mentally, you know, this, you have this persona, you know, it's like, you can't, that can't happen. Like, don't cry, you know? Mm-hmm. But then in the moment of this catastrophe, um, it happens, like you just break down and to show that on screen and to sort of allow that space to ha- to be uh, witnessed, you know, um, um, I think I, I I was so excited, and so I was like, "Yes, I'm doing that for sure," you know, and yeah, and that's that's how I kind of got into the project. Fair, like uh, looking at looking at uh, the way throughout the film that like emotions continue to like flare. And like build like scene to scene, you know, uh, uh, cut to cut, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's it tackles a lot of really heavy, heavy subject matter, uh, all in a very short span of time, two and a half minutes, like you know, done and dusted. Uh, let's let's all go home. So, <laughs> you know, being tasked with that kind of, you know. Um, especially with the, the the themes and the subject matter being as heavy and as potent as, you know, ever asking question as it is, is that intimidating going in? Or is that something that's just like pure excitement for, for the two of you to be like, I'm ready to like really delve into this? I was really excited um, because I think that's, that's like my dream, right? Like, I think every actor wants to be in the position where they get to like show what they can do, you know, where they get to like be there and like, okay, we need you to cry now. And you're like, okay, like this is the moment. Like, let's do this. Um, I'm ready to, I'm ready to let it out. Yeah. Single Uh, tear. Oh, (laughs) powerful. That's that power. Um, That single tear. Yeah. I think, I think I was super excited because I was like, 
that's like that's like what I want to do, right? So, so um, yeah, it was just excitement for me. Kaya, I, I would say the same thing. I mean, uh, like I was saying, you know, being able to play a role that uh, man, the kind of roles that I would get over the last few years, it's like as a black woman, they just love to put you into these boxes, you know. So it was great to kind of, to play a character outside of those boxes that I've been previously put in. And I've, I've experienced a lot of loss in my life and I'm only 22. And so I'm just like, it was a way for me to kind of express my grief and to, and to really be vulnerable and to be there for, you know, Lolu's character. Um, uh, it was just, it was a, it was very um, cathartic in a way, I guess, mm. I guess that's a, the, a word I would use. And I was excited to do it. I was like, let's go. Let's let's do the story. Let's tell the story. We have control over this narrative. So it was it was exciting. Mm-hmm. Usually you don't do that. And usually you don't get like to work with the director that intimately or like be a part of like, yeah, really allowed us to be a part of the whole process. It was really cool. That's yeah. yeah that's uh, I was just going to say like to, to that, like um, when I, I sort of first uh, agreed to do the project and, you know, yeah. And I he was like sort of he would give me like a playlist, like this kind of the vibe, you know, like to like listen to it or whatever. Um, That's all me, then, baby. Know. Don't let Yao tell you any different. That was me. I curated those. <laughs> the songs? You did? The, I, didn't, I didn't actually curate them. He, he put the songs together and he sent them to me to like add and edit and whatever. So Please. so don't don't let him tell you that I'm not part of this process. No. <laughs> I'm just awesome. I, I'm just as big a part of the movie as Yao is. Absolutely. That's that's how I look <laughs> at it. Yeah. I'm 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 just as big if not bigger than Yao. Uh, in, yeah. in terms of role. Like in the credits, you know, it's like director <laughs> uh, advice sound for the you know lyrics guy playlist curator playlist curator <laughs> yeah. starring, you know, starring the like... unheard playlist curator Yasin <laughs> he's always trying to get everyone involved I love it he's a great yeah. he's so mm. much fun it was good yeah I think that's like a spirit that I I definitely get from Yao that like his projects are about the people he, he 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 brings up with him, you know, like that's like his 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 deal, um, and in a way, it sort of like um, encourages us, you know. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, like I gotta I gotta be on my shit because like if Yao calls me for this thing, I gotta be able to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, like when like when I first got the project, I was like, oh damn, this is deep, and I've never gone this deep before on 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 camera. Um, so I like, I was like, I was, I like meditated on that, on that playlist, you know, I read the scripts over and over and like, because like, because it's him, right. Cause I yeah. know that, cause I know that I, I, I want to get in there and I want to be like, as prepared as possible, be the best, you know, for sure, sort of, yeah, of course. in the moment that I can be, um, because that's his whole deal is like, I have this thing and I want you, you know? Um, which is, which is a good feeling to have as an actor. Cause most of the time it's like, oh, I hope I get it. <laughs> you, you audition and you're just like, oh gosh, like, I really hope I get it. You know, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's that moment of like, you want them, you, you, you want to be the person picked, but for Yao, it's like, it's just like a direct, like, it was made yeah, for you. Like, yeah. Like I thought of you, you know, like I'm contacting you. Cause it's like, 
this is your character. He almost gives the character over to you, you know, in mm-hmm. a way, um, which was which was great. Kaya, how do you feel about like that that selection process as well? Like, um, does that like lump pressure on you to be like, oh, I need to be what you know the director's vision is, or are you like, all right, if this was made for me, like I'm gonna do it up like better than anything he could have expected here? You know, um, I would say it was it was uh, I didn't feel a lot. I I, I feel very comfortable with Yao, and I felt. Um, like, this is a great opportunity. I didn't feel too nervous. I mean, you go and do, like, I did, like, over 10 auditions in the last two weeks. Will I hear anything? If I don't get it, they won't say anything. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, you, you do an audition, you're like, oh, I hope that, and then a, a year later, you're like, oh, it gets casted, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so this was such a, an amazing opportunity to be able to, like, here's a character, I see you doing it, like, let's bring it to light. It's like, oh, this is, this is such this is rare. I'm going to take this opportunity and like, let's just run with it. It was, it was, uh, it was great. It's Fair. very rare that that happens. So. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to uh, touch yeah, on? Cause you, you looked like you were, you were itching, itching to get off another doozy of a question. Let's go. Yeah. Well, Craig. I don't know if it's a doozy. <laughs> Lay it on us. Come on. So you guys have spoken on how you got to work very like intimately with Yao. Uh, we have spoken for hours amongst the three of us, like on our own interpretations of the film. Did you guys get to like mold that interpretation? Do you have your own or did Yao kind of like, here's what we're doing. Like here's everything about it. That's that is a good, a good question. question. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Two for um, two buddy from the field. Uh, yeah. Um, I do have an interpretation of the film. And so, so sort of like to, to, you know, to the length of the film, it's, Two minutes and I think it's two and a half five? or something like that. Two and a half, yeah. yeah. Um, Excluding credits, mm, yeah. Important. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's something that's meant to be watched more than once, right? For sure. Oh, yeah. uh, to get all the pieces, to get all the layers, it's almost like a poem in a way. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to like listen to it over and over to kind of get all the nuances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's really one of the things I find just like for myself so cool about the project is that the, a lot of people actually won't ever, would actually ever experience is that he, like the first sort of its debut, right outside of like the Kelowna launch mm-hmm. was in Vancouver on the walls, right? Yeah. He did like a, he did like a, like yeah, a Yeezus deal where yeah, he was like projecting me, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah that's which was like awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and to me, that's like, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Because of the metaphor, because of the layers, right? It's like, it's called Black Boys Don't Cry, right? And it's about male masculinity, which is, uh, um, it's about it's about masculinity and specifically black masculinity mm-hmm. and how it's, the, 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 the vulnerability is often so hidden, right? In the title, like you get that from the title. Um, but what he does is he, he blows it up on the streets. Yeah. On the walls of the street, like he, it's almost like he's like, he, and the film is about this black man crying, like literally just like letting it all out. Mm-hmm. And he like, oh, this thing that's like super hidden that nobody ever sees ever. I'm going to not even just like project it on like, a, not even like put it on like a TV or something. It's like, it's like on the walls. It's like huge. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's on the streets. It's like outside 
everywhere. It's almost like it's everywhere. Yeah, right? it's breaking and these so it's breaking these barriers down and like just random passerbyers like minds yeah. just just seeing it like on a wall. Like it's so like in your face, which is like amazing yeah. for marketing and for for uh pushing the 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 narrative, yeah. idea, the story, whatever, right to like everybody and just like feeding them it directly, which is such a powerful way to do it. That is really cool. It's yeah. also like he's talking to a wall, just projecting on all these walls. Mm. Like how like when you try to advocate for like men's like mental health, you feel like you're getting nowhere. Like you're talking to a wall. Wow. Wow. So many layers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, my I think like my interpret my interpretation is more like it's more like he's like making it known. You know mm, what I mean? Like sure. he's like putting it out there, like almost to like normalize it in a way, right? To be like black boys do cry, you know? It's it's like and then showing that. For happen. sure. Yeah. Sorry. It kind no, of, no, no. <laughs> no, I I <laughs> I, I, I don't want to like. I, I know I love hearing your interpretation, and of course, I mean, uh, the story is about you know uh, black masculinity. So I think it's it's great to hear from your perspective always. Um, yeah. I know this. I totally know this is your podcast, but like, I, I don't know. Like, can I can I ask a question? Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I'm I don't know for Kaya. Like, you're a black woman, right? And so yeah. this film is about black masculinity and you have a character in it that, you know, is sort of supporting the, the guy like me, right? Going through the thing. As a black woman, like what, ha what has your experience been with black masculinity? And is it always that, that moment of support or is there, is there like sort of like more to the story? Is there like a different nuance that you haven't, that, you know, we did, obviously it's two minutes, so we didn't get to show everything, mm -hmm. right? It's actually interesting you say it because, like, for me, I never really had a, like, positive role model of, like, what is Black masculinity. I grew up with uh, my mom, single parent, and my dad. So I'm mixed. My mom's white. My dad's Black. And I didn't grow up with my dad at all. So it was, um, I think, it was just, um, it was really, I don't want to use the word, of, it was nice to be able to be a part of this story of, like, of of what it means to be a black man and in, in, in his, and in his power and with your emotions, because I never got to see that growing up, you know, mm -hmm. this was like my first time really being in a space like that ever. So it was, it was new for me mm -hmm. in that sense, for sure. Yeah. And it was new for me. Cause I mean, I am a black man and I think like I've done a lot of like my own mind thing, like within myself to like sort of, break down some of those walls of, of masculinity mm -hmm. um, and of like conventional masculinity. Yeah. I think masculinity can be a bunch of different things um, and look a ton of different ways. Um, but, you know, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever in person really seen a black man cry, you know, yep, like my, like my dad, I've never seen my dad cry. I've never seen any of my uncles cry. Even like my friends, I've never really seen them cry. Like, like that, mm -hmm. you know? And if it's a thing, if it, it'll be like a tear and it'll be like, yeah, man, I'm cool, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, yep. it's, like it's gone. It's like you it's yep. like you get a glimpse and then, oop, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. gone. You know? <laughs> like, oh, well, wait, 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 wait. Oh, like, what was that? What was that? Oh, no, it's gone. Uh, yeah, and, you know? and, and uh, leapfrogging off that, uh, 
within within the community there can be there can uh be encouraged this cycle of grief where it just like pedals forward and gets passed forward through one person to the next to the next uh without uh being able without one person taking the time to confront their their grief to really pull it back in and to to reset this cycle and to you know done it out um you know going going forward how do you think like off this movie, out, out of the messages of this movie and the themes of this movie, how do you think or where do you think the responsibility of, you know, black men within their communities or within themselves, even just for self-worth, like to really have this conversation and to break this cycle at large? Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I am one guy. Right. And so I think, I think I, I, one of, one of the things I even think is beautiful about the film is that like, it really just shows a moment. I don't know if it necessarily, it, it doesn't like prescribe anything. It's, you know, there's no big banner being like, talk to your man or, or whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just, it's just like showing this thing. And as uh, you know, as we've been talking about, like that in and of itself allows for all these different interpretations. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's important because the problem is so complex. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a one answer fits everyone, right? Sure. Um, you know, like a thing that can work for me doesn't work for my dad, doesn't work for Yao, doesn't work for Trophy or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so... I think it, it it definitely is about letting things happen, right? Like, if you need to cry, cry. But the process of breaking down some of those barriers is so complex. And I don't know if there's, like, like, like it would be disingenuous for me to, like, give you an answer because, like, yeah what, what what does that actually mean you know like yeah we go home we try it it doesn't work then what and also know? and also a one phrased or one sentence answer is only scratching the surface of a very deeply rooted problem within society yeah. as a whole and how you know perception works like perception's not uh uh like just a unilateral thing it's so multifaceted that you know to even begin to tackle that is you know, way beyond uh, just one person's method, right? Right. Yeah. But I think uh, just to touch on that, I think it's so, uh, another thing that's, that's beautiful about this film, you know, is that it's, you know, Yao wrote it, he directed it. It is a story of a black man written by a black man. So much of what we're seeing and what Which we're is consuming great. is like, yeah. right? It's yeah. like so much of like these stories we see uh, and I, it's, you know, as much as, you can be a talented writer when you are, when you're right, writing, writing about the black experience is just not the same as if you are black writing about the black experience personally. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just so great that, um, that Yao was able to tell his story from his way. And that's just like, you know, Lily said it's one way and everybody's process is different, but I think that is such a big step into, that's a big um, step in the right direction for or, or a good example to like the industry at large of like what needs to be happening moving forward. You know, we need to have black writers and black producers and, um, and, and, you know, indigenous and people of color, but this, we're specifically talking about black men. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, 
I think that is so important that it was he wrote it, he directed it. It was his story, and he got to tell it his way. So for sure, and I was I was talking to him, and I was telling him like uh, the 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 dialogue the that that like runs through the entirety of the movie through the the text dialogue is so like organically like black conversation, which could not have been done by anybody that is not like of the community, like of, you know, like being a black man himself, like it would have just come off so, you know, cliched and what someone else's idea of how you speak, mm -hmm. like, and that's something that's so, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, like within just, you know, mainstream media at large, all these stories being told through like, you know, these white uh, person lenses is so disingenuous that it doesn't help you know, uh, move the the story forward when you're being able yep. to to you know utilize or weaponize a privilege that you have to tell this story, but to never be yep. one with the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, hundred percent. And then it's also like, um, you know, if you're for me as like a black woman, and I'm hearing you know seeing and and ingesting these stories that are written from a white person lens and it's like okay then how do i view myself am i viewing myself through my own lens or am i viewing myself through somebody else's perception of like who i am and does that even is that even like is that real is that, is that actually even canon? who i am yeah. Like, goes in, yeah totally it's like this perception inception thing so it's yeah yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like a giant paradox where it's like I'm looking at myself through someone's perception of but, myself giving my own perception of their yeah. perception of myself, and you're like in this weird chess battle yeah. over and over. Oh, yeah, real quick, literally. uh, being like you know a white person watching this film, yeah, how like did you uh, it, like it. digest digest like the information coming at you through this you know short. I was just able to attach to like my my experiences with somewhat similar experiences. You know, growing up, I was told, you know, boys don't cry. Like, you can't be sad. You can be angry or you can be like happy. And I really took that to heart for many years. And I learned how to turn like every emotion into either like anger or like happiness. And I got to like a point in my life where like I had to realize for myself that like this is like deadly mm -hmm. that going on like this is gonna like kill me or kill someone else and so i just started to like figure it out on my own and uh, it took even longer for me to be able to open up to like other people yeah like i could do it by myself like he does at the end of the film but it took a, an even longer time in meeting like the right people to be able to do it like generally like visibly mm -hmm. like, to actually be able to like show emotion so i was fair. able to attach to it like that fair yeah. can we can we talk yeah. interpretations i'd love to talk interpretations of <laughs> of this story like sure. uh let's i want to i want to start with with kaya being you know because you kind of represent the balance within like the chaos of like the emotional turbulence throughout the film how like how what's your what's your like core interpretation of like you know the story When you say like, what's my interpretation? Like, I, I, can you elaborate? Because like for me, I, I mean, I, I, I know so much of like what Yao wanted that like my interpretation is like what he, I would say is closely aligned to like what was what we did. But the, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 
seeing the edits, I mean, I didn't expect to have like the voiceover. There was different the way he he changed the elements around. It shaped my my perception and um, interpretation of it. But as we were doing it, you know, I saw it as it was this. It was a moment in time where this this uh, you know black man and his girlfriend they are being confronted with with this news that is, it, it, although it's, although like my, my character, it was not her loss. She felt the loss through her partner. And it was just the dynamic of, there was so much going on, you know, like the technically she wasn't supposed to be there. The parents like are, are against having the girlfriend coming over, but so she wasn't allowed to be there in that space, but yet she's his partner. So she like should be there in that space. And it was just, navigating these different relationships and trying just trying to be there be present and I, i'm like rambling right now i don't know where i'm going but <laughs> no it's fun you sound you sound you sound it's convincing so- like as long as you have <laughs> yeah, it like in here as long as it's in, in here, here. I, yeah. right right i feel it i just felt like it was just um it, it was a story of relationships and mm. Oh, okay. oh. oh. She <laughs> I never freeze. Oh no! I was so into what she was saying. Me too. I, I thought your phone died. Yeah, I did too. So I was scared. like, "Oh my god, my phone!" No, no. Him and the. the oh. Am I cutting out? Yeah, you, you do. Froze. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I know. I, know. I actually yeah. found my words too. Oh, oh. oh. You repeat know, it. Okay. You repeat it. We'll never know. I was saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's right, had, mystery. Uh, a film of relationships. <laughs> no. Okay. no, continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Testing. You're good. You're okay, good. Yeah. You're good now. <laughs> okay, so relationships. There was so much going on. It was. It was the. Uh, you know, girlfriend's not supposed to be there, but she's there. So mm-hmm. then, like, how how does that play in? You know, the relationship between him and his parents, and him with his cousin, and him with the space, and it was just really this story of 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 relationship and how in these moments there's just so much going on and it's like slow it feels slow motion but so fast and usually we don't have a chance to when you're in the moment you don't have a chance to intellectualize intellectualize it you know like okay this is happening it just happens mm-hmm. so for it's just this yeah it was very much like a um uh what's the word i'm looking for Rep- uh, yeah it kind of portrayal like an yeah. over, yeah, an amalg- like an overarching giant amalgamation. Yeah, one. amalgamation. Yeah. Good word. Amalgamation. There you go. That's the of word. All these. So it was just a, a a visual representation of like what's happening in your head. If that makes. There we go. There Fair. we go. Okay. That's Fair. good. Yeah, okay. Visual, visual representation. What happens during in a, in a moment like that, like a traumatic moment? So. Fair. Fair. How are you? How are you looking at it? How are you looking at it, Lolu? <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's a uh, tough I, act to follow. You got it. You got yeah, I'm glad well, we. I, I'm glad I, we heard. You know, I, I'm glad we heard the end of that. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, really I mean, glad we heard the re- end yeah. of that. I'm glad you're. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and follow props. Mm. I'm just say what I say. Yeah. Which is, I think that, I, I think it's. I think. It is. <laughs> it is what it is. It is. Uh, 
yeah, I I sort of see it more literally, I guess. Like that happened, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, yeah, I I I, I almost see it like um, kind of like what Kaya said, but it's like like a person looking at themselves through the mo- in the moment, right? Yeah, because like through the like like the cuts of it, like. You see them, and then it's from another angle, and then something else, right? It's almost like these different pieces that sort of join together to make the moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and it also sort of feels like, like, like yeah, like um, the inside is coming out, right? Like everything that was buried is now like spilling out mm-hmm. in the moment. And so, to me, there is there is that sort of metaphorical side to it, but. Maybe I think I see it a little more literally in the sense of like the the, the what we're seeing is is actually happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what were your interpretations? Yeah. Let, I want to I want to hear. Have you do you have like an an, an update? Because you didn't actually get to speak on your interpretation publicly yet. Oh yeah, I guess I haven't. Um, God, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's similar to what you're saying with like we are seeing the cycle of grief like continue through this movie and i think it's more of a like a a a a look you could never get unless you're that person like everybody Mm -hmm. can now see like these are what goes through like the mind of like a man as he struggles with this because i think we all kind of struggle alone and you just see like Mm -hmm that conversation that's so like normal like you said that like you've probably had with someone mm-hmm. like, I can think of like similar things where it's like oh like that could have gone a different way but like he pulled through on his own but he shouldn't have to pull through on his own type of deal I think it's like a beautiful look inside of like trauma and inside of like toxic masculinity where we see that he can't really cope with it in my eyes, he can't properly cope with it. And as we learned through the Yao interview, he actually leaves yeah. his girlfriend because she becomes like a symbol of the trauma to me cells that he might just repeat the cycle and become another victim himself. Cause while he can, he can cry alone. He can't like properly deal with it. Or can he? Like, he is, gets, is he going to, because it's, it's, it's very open-ended in that, in that side of, is he going to take that step forward to confront head-on this, you know, grief and this, like, you know, depression that, like, comes with a traumatic experience with this, confronting the trauma. Like, we, we get left to, like, in, in his room, you know, like, there he'll cry, there he'll, you know, shed those tears alone, alone. Uh, but is he going to go and now, like, not do what, exactly. you know, his friend, you know, or his cousin did, I should say. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, yes, seen. Sorry. Just just to, on that point, like, is he going to do that? I think, I don't know. I, I, I sort of dodged your question earlier. I mean, I'm still happy with my answer, but I think, you know, sort of what to what you were saying before of, is there something, is there a way forward, right? Through this, like through like, like work, like sort of working past that toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, it is going to look different from for everyone. 
but I think I think everyone's first step can always be like looking at yourself, right? Sure. Yeah. And, and like getting to know yourself, right? In all the ways, like in all the ways, sort of like what you guys have been saying. You know, I I, I didn't have this um, I didn't have this thought of like the continuing trauma thing, um, but you know, as a person looks at themselves, understands themselves, knows who they are. They might look, you know, part of that is like looking to your parents. Like these are the people who made me literally, those are the people who raised me, whatever. This is the situation I was brought, brought up in. Is that contributing to what, what's happening now? Right. And so you like, you, 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 through looking at yours, you also like get a glimpse of how you may or may not be like continuing this, this traumatic cycle. And so, you know, I feel like, I feel like that's always a good start is like, the first step out of out of this moment that you're saying out of this like the act of self-discovery um can sort of open up your eyes to the things that are sort of out outside of yourself or more than yourself right to like your parents and how you're how you're like dealing with whatever they gave you you know yeah um or or even like your lineage like that like like you know i'm i'm i was born in nigeria I grew up in South Africa, though, so you know there was a little bit of distance there. Then I came here; there was even more distance there. And in learning about myself, I sort of have to like I have to like trace back the things. You know, I have to go back to South Africa. What What about me? Did I like solidify there? I have to go back mm. to Nigeria. What about me? I there. Yeah. And I have to notice the thing, like the parts of my toxic masculinity that just that is that are from those places, and that I can like reverse or re-engineer or get rid of or whatever or even just process you know yeah um i think that i think that maybe even there needs to be space for the learning being slow Mm -hmm. i don't know there's something about that somewhere because um I think I think we have to remember that the learning is sometimes slow yeah and i think sometimes we're so used to the internet and all this technology we have that we're used to instant mm-hmm. we're used to the speed of instant and we forget that our bodies have to do the real work yeah right so sometimes you know it's noticing something and not even like beating yourself up about it like oh fuck like that needs to be gone or whatever but be like okay that's something and every moment that comes up i have an opportunity to like shift you know what i mean and it, sure. it can be like a one degree shift, mm-hmm. you know, it can be like, I think that's one thing, maybe even as men, something I notice with black men, especially sometimes is that there's this, like, it's almost like a, fero- it's like not ferocity, but like a, like a, like a determination, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like black men, a lot of black men I know have that like determination. It's that hustle energy yeah. of like, like hello, high water. This is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure, but so, but sometimes we take that to the extreme of like seeing things about ourselves and being upset that like it's not it's not it's not there yet or you know or like being like oh like you know like you know putting that you know whatever I'm I I'm a political person I'm gonna get political <laughs> to putting that like putting that like putting that that like capitalistic lens on ourselves right of being like yeah. Why is this not done? You know, like, 
you know, like it, it's about productivity. It's about like getting the thing done as fast as possible in like the easiest manner as possible type of thing. And we got to learn sometimes that like, yo, things are slow mm-hmm. and you got to take them slow. And it's just about the consistency, you know? Um, and I think that's, that was a whole ramble. Well, it's, it's, it's like creating, point, the- creating like a launching off point is, is the beginning of, you know, addressing the trauma and moving forward. It's not all going to yeah. just be like in that one moment he's going to snap and be like, oh, like I figured it out. I, I can't. <laughs> that's just that's just not uh, realistic at all. Yeah. Yeah. The point of the point of it was to 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 like learn who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And learn about yourself in all the ways. And I think for black men, a lot of it stems from, you know, culture, from religion, from, you know, parental, whatever. Right. And learning how all of those parts like create you and then being like, yeah, I can let that go. Like that's not, you know? Yeah. And then once you've decided that, then it's like taking the time, like letting it happen Yeah. and not being like, you know, I don't know, just being upset that, that it hasn't happened yet because that, I think that's something that, that ha- was bred into us of like, like we need, it needed to, you know, be happen like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to be like the best or better, you know, like this instant. Um, yeah. And I think that can, that can change that can like allow us to move in the direction we need to go. For sure. For sure. I kind of looked, so I, the way, the way that I looked at, uh, the messaging of the movie and like the intentions of the movie I was looking at it from a standpoint of it was it was a, a two and a half minute film humanizing a notoriously dehumanized race, which is something that is very important to break down that barrier of, you know, uh, like associating one way with, you know, perception of how how are they feeling based on how I view how they feel instead of being like, it's, it's complex. It's not a, it's not straightforward. You can't. And, and also telling these stories that, you know, um, maybe you'll like so many news stories and especially within what happened in the last year, looking so one track minded at this off of your viewpoint of how they would be feeling seeing traumatic shit happen over and over and yeah. over and over again. Like uh, throughout the, the, early, the early part of this film deals with uh, Vanita Browder, Khalif Browder's mom. And that story and the way that, you know, uh, the, the reception that I've seen to that story that happened, uh, I can't remember wh- how many years ago now it is. I think it was 2016, oh, okay. I want to say. Okay. I, I think it was 2016. I might be wrong. But uh, the way that, like, people, people treat this like it's a fairy tale, like it's fake, like Khalif Browder is just the martyr, he's not the human, like the people around him are just the story beats, they're not actual people. Yeah. And taking this um, short, and I, and I was talking to Yao about this, and I said I love the way that he had both of you guys, like, look through the lens 
because it kind of broke that barrier of like you're watching a short film, you're watching a make believe. Like it kind of throws us into that room as like the fly on the wall of a real event, right? Which I thought was so smart. Like I would have never thought of it, but like that's 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 the main gist of what I I kind of grasped from it. And it's that of course, of course, everybody has traumas, but when one entire race, one entire culture's traumas get passed off to the side as like as if they're not important as if oh this is day-to-day for you even though they don't know if it's day-to-day for them but they're just telling they're telling you this is the day-to-day of what like to 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 do that and then to bring in this short film that's going to address you know what happens behind closed doors because those feelings sometimes they're not for everybody right You're these people aren't on display like your traumas are not on display for the Mm -hmm. rest of the world to be like, oh, look at me. I'm I'm facing a trauma here. You know what I mean? But like the way that these traumas have been so publicly done, they they feel like it's it it feels like a giant commentary instead of an actual problem and an actual issue. It feels like it's all just like as if it's a narrative. And that's why, like, I feel so weird about people using the word narrative when it comes to, like, any of this, like, to actual traumas, because it's, like, it's not a narrative. This isn't something that was thought up and thunk out and, you know, fleshed out. Like, how can we make this as interesting as possible? How can we lead into season two? It's not, there is no season two. It's all manana, you know what I mean? Mm. It's all in the immediate, like, to to try and, and plaster that on it is so, is, is weird to me in in a lot of ways but it's also uh sad sad to me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but uh back to the film i went on a whole no, no, tangent no, no, no. about nothing no, 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 don't do that no 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 no, no. That, that's that's super important I, yeah. kaya do you want to say something because i not you okay you're already fired up go, go. i'm here okay. i'm chilling i don't know i mean well, okay um <laughs> can we go deep <laughs> like can we go let's deep? go deep let's go deep let's go, deep. Yeah, okay. go. Because here in Kelowna, um, in 2020, which is such a weird thing to say, yeah, because we're in 2020, like last year, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, things happened um, in America, and you know, there was there was a big movement, and everyone wanted to support. And by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I can't help you. Yeah, if, if um, people don't know what you're talking about, they will never know. I don't, I don't, they're willfully I don't say they're willfully being ignorant to like yeah. uh, issues that don't involve them. So like, yeah, yeah. choice at that anyway. point. They're a lost cause. Yeah. Any, um, um, there was a big movement here in Kelowna where people really wanted to. They wanted to do a rally because everyone was having rallies. Like, yeah, the rallies all over the world and people here in Kelowna wanted to do rallies but it was like being organized by a bunch of white white kids right um, as it always oh is the gosh. rally here and <laughs> and I think they had like maybe like two token black people like that was like after the fact you know like so uh there were uh, uh there's like a, a a group of women here in Kelowna um, by the name of Hearth, and they do a lot of community work. They do a lot of um, sort of like art shows. They do a lot of education work within the community. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a group of black and indigenous women. Um, 
and her like sort of messaged these these girl uh, these uh, uh uh teenagers and they were like hey like yo like i we love your energy right but maybe this isn't the way to go about it you know um because there was just, like a bunch of weird things like they wanted like march but like Kelowna is like a bunch of like Kelowna is like 90% white so yeah, it's like what are yeah. you marching yeah. for like through mm-hmm. the streets like you know what 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 is the march for like we can do something else you know we I do think... like a fundraiser fundraisers are always good because we can we can put it back into the communities that we actually need help like yeah. you know what I mean like it's just it's just different it's different I yeah. think um, um uh real quick but like I think an issue with a lot of these like you know um movements within different cities is that oftentimes it can become very reactionary instead of like looking forward to be like where, where how do we how do yeah. we change this like instead of being angry and marching forever how do we mend like this side of humanity with the other side to become one you know people that's not going to be ostracized right yeah yeah um yeah so but then and then there was like I don't know. There was like weird, like the 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 teenager or the I guess I don't know. They were like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah. But the the organizers, um, to Hearth, they were like, no, you know, they were like, we want to do this, and you're 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 trying to like silence us. You're trying to stop us. Us, you know, uh, like, and it's like, well, like I thought this was about the. I thought oh, this was no. for us. Yeah. I, you know, it's like it's almost like it's almost like I don't know. It's like it's almost like I need a new car, right? And you want to help, you want to help really bad, so you go buy me a helicopter. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you for trying to help, but that I don't need that. Yeah, like, I can't drive. Yeah. Anything, yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, I thought God. it was for me. Like, would you you ask the person who needs the help, what do you need? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's a weird thing where it's like, we know what to do. It's like, what? But Yeah. <laughs> Our community. It was so weird. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, that everywhere, happened. Though. We talked about this, what, last episode? Did we? Where, like, everybody wants oh, to yeah. be an ally, but nobody knows how to be, like, a proper ally and just, yeah. like, detracts from any cause they, they uh, attach themselves to by, like, bogging it down in such, like, unnecessary things. Yeah, and it's always, like, we said, it was always the loudest, like, it. they just always happen to be so freaking loud <laughs> that it, like, they, they detract from the cause because, yeah. like, they don't know yeah. the battle they're fighting. Yeah, and so, and so, and I think it's this funny thing because, um, you know, like then there were like two separate rallies and stuff, and it was just weird because um, it was just it was just so weird. Um, and then there were, and then at the, at you know surprise surprise at the rally that was like you know organized by 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 the by the by the other organizers that weren't part of the community. You know, they were like, "Oh, we want we want to create a space so we can talk about things." And there were a bunch of white supremacists on the mic being like. Hey, we know this is happening, but guess what? Like, we're not, you know, like this is also happening. And there was like all these weird conversations. It wasn't even like there was all these, you know, like if you open a mic up wh- when you don't know what you're doing, yeah, people are gonna get on the mic and say whatever, whatever. thing, yeah, <laughs> whatever, and things <laughs> whatever that aren't want. even part of the reason you're here in the first place. 
It was so um What a fucking mess. Yeah, so it was just like a mess. That's how I looked at that's how I looked at like um, a lot of twenty twenty within within uh you know, the protests and all this is that I was like, it, it became very messy at a point where yeah. it was, it was people, people advocating against something that they are not like informed on what they're advocating for. So you're having yeah. like uninformed people trying to inform people. And, and yeah. so now everything's lost in translation and no yeah. one knows who to believe yeah. except for the people themselves, yeah. but nobody, yeah. but nobody's right? given them the voice. And like, anytime yeah. they are given the voice, it's like, oh, you're not, you're not with our train of thought. So now your opinion like doesn't matter. But it's like, I thought, I thought it was for this. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I think that it, it just, at that point, it just becomes a trend. Right. And for we, sure. mm-hmm. you know, we see that with, you know, like, I don't know, pe- oh, sorry, I'm, that might have been noisy, Pepsi or like whatever, being like Black Lives Matter, you know, like yeah, Nike, yeah. Black Lives Matter, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but your your company's like literally destroying black lives. I remember I remember <laughs> like, seeing like the, the NFL do some shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, you got the fucking nerve on you right? to, to come out here and be like, oh, Black Lives Matter, we're all going to kneal before kick. Like, what are you? Like, do you not see the irony in since this? Since when? Since <laughs> when? How could you be so like willfully blind, like like but unashamedly it, like? Oh my gosh! It's not. It's not willfully blind though. It's part of the strategy, mm. right? Because okay. it's a trend, and they know that when they work with the trend, they get their numbers up. Ah, it's yeah. not. It's 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 a it's a strategy. It's a choice. It's not like a mistake. It's not yeah. like you know, an oopsie. That was that was the choice made, so that money could be made, so that the numbers could go up, so they could get more subscribers or whatever, right? So I think that sometimes we have to be critical, and this is why I think what Kaya said about, you know, this is Yao's story. It's he wrote it, you know, he created it, you know, and and it's uh, him telling his story and. Us as black people were in, 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 were included in it, and it's we're sort of pushing it forward, right? This is why that's important because we can't let this become a trend mm-hmm. where where you know the white guy from Nebraska is writing our story because it's popular, yeah, right? And then and then he gets a million subscribers or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it, it has to be realer than that. It has to be like how do we actually make black people's lives better? You know, how does that actually happen? And that is always going to be systematic. Mm-hmm. That is always going to be at the root level of, you know, the actual like racist systems that were put in place to kill us, yep. to enslave us and to destroy our lives. Right. And if that doesn't change, we're not, nothing's changing. Right. Uh, uh, but like sort of, I don't know to bring it back, um, that's why I thought Vancouver was crazy. Mm-hmm. Because it's on the streets of Vancouver, which is literally like a metropolitan, like, like it is like, it is like a, a like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, it is the capitalistic machine of BC. Yeah, it's just like a conveyor belt, like just always um, moving, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and to create something that honest, you know, 
like on it's honest mm-hmm. right and to put it in a in a place where a lot where it's just like where it's just inundated with all of that i think was awesome for sure so yeah so i kind of digressed but that that's kind of but yeah I- it's so t- I think everything you said is affirmed in in the way that it came out and like the vulnerability behind the images that we're seeing like that you can't get that if it's not authentic like authentically made by black people for black people like if you don't if you don't have that it's not going to be you know uh, it it would have showed it would have showed like in the film it wouldn't have resonated nearly the way it did yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a complex talk. This is a comp like it's like it's like very you know multifaceted. Yeah. But of course. I think I think this this is just one more step in the direction that we want to go in. For sure. Um, how do how do you guys how do you guys feel about black representation in modern mainstream media? Like, I want to hear Kaya. Oh, what, what do you say? <laughs> how do you feel about like black representation currently? Like whether it's Hollywood or whether whether it's even oh, movies or music man. or whatever. Like, yeah. how do you feel? You know, they're trying, but like I said, it needs to start from like the writer's room and the producers. It needs to be, you know, black people writing the stories about black people. Um, in the States, there is a few people I can think of, like Lena Waite, Ava DuVernay, of course, those names come up a lot. And yeah. they, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, and they are doing, they are phenomenal, but they did it themselves. They were like, like you know, fuck the network. I'm going to go start do my own production company. I'm going to write my own scripts, my own stories. So I look at them and I say, I see, okay. I mean, it's still them having to like put that, put that work in themselves. And they had to do a, like, you know, the, they had to do so much uh, groundbreaking work to, to, to be able to finally fight for those spaces. So when I see them, uh, it's, it's very encouraging and it's inspiring. But I mean, on the other side, there's still and in Canada. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm still waiting to to see like a bi because I'm biracial. I'm still waiting to see like a biracial um, woman represented in Canadian media, and I still I'm like okay, like I'm still waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's just I, I see it I see it growing in the states, but it's again it's those uh, that's. It's not. I don't know how it's going to break in, into Hollywood. Avery Renee is doing a great job, but how do we make it so that it's not, you know, black people aren't caricatures and that it's real lives? You know, like you're saying, this is not a trend. These are real people who are experiencing real things, and I, I, I see it as like as an actor. Like I, I've been acting since I was very little, and out of 15 years of auditioning, I read for like two biracial roles and then the rest were, you know, they, they say black. And then when I go in, I'm like, am I, am I, I can only speak to my mixed racial identity. So that's, I hope that's okay. So, you know, for me, it's like, well, am I black enough? Am I too white? Like there's, I have a different um, experience when it comes to like representation. So, because I mean, I can't, I can't fully authentically represent a, a, a black woman because I do, I was raised by a white parent, my white mom. So it's a bit more complex if when I talk about it personally, but I see it's, uh, it's, I see it starting in the States in Canada. It's like where, where, where it at though. Um, yeah. I, I, right. Like, you see, I'm like the product. I'm like, what is, 
Kaya, 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 dead that right now. You're a black woman. Dead it. Kill it. You're a black oh, woman. Kill it. Kill true. it. Kill it. No, it's no, for okay. real. No, no, for, I know, but no, 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 no. Yes. for real. We, like, there's no argument. You can't argue with me about this. You're a black woman. It's mm-hmm. done. Okay? I am. You it's, are. It's hard, it's hard growing up with a white family who tell you you're not black. So I'm just going to put that out there. I had, I've struggled with my identity my, my whole life. I've had, you know, my white mom and brother being like, I'm blacker than you. And of course, we talk, bring it up now and we talk about it. And it's like, it's hard because when we talk about intersectionality, you know, there's low socioeconomic status, there's race. And so, oh. There's what what happened to my? What happened to that? our camera? I don't know what happened to our camera. We're still <laughs> oh, here though. Still here? Yeah, we're yeah, still we're, here we're though. Fine. I don't yeah. know okay, what happened okay. to the camera. Yeah, keep going, keep going. So you know, for like my family, we were low socioeconomic status, so we did hit, like we we did cross with, you know that that. But we because what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, you, so like you... we like we like we grew up in like the northeast Calgary, so. Um, all my like families, like all, a lot of our friends, you know, they were, um, they were black, Indian, Asian. And so they felt like, because they were, they felt like they were in the struggle with them, but class is different than race. Yeah. So trying to teach that to them, that it's two different things. Um, you guys were in this, we were the people that we hung out, you know, that we grew up with, they, we were in the same class, but different races. So for them to understand that and to unlearn that is, is difficult and they need to do that work. But in turn, it's caused a lot of identity problems for me. Cause I'm like told, you know, you're, you're, you act so white, you're not black. And then, you know, I, I'm not with my white family and pe- I'm treated black. And then, but then when I'm with them and then when I, you know, so it's, uh, it's been really interesting to navigate and especially in the, uh, the, the media and the entertainment industry as an actor, I'm definitely like, they put me as like black yeah. and yes, I am black. But I also still have that experience of like uh, it's a whole yeah, it's a it's, whole other side of um complexities within because cause that's something that like I I can see is is so contentious but also not acknowledged as being as contentious as it is is being mixed totally. race yeah. is like a whole other side of uh perception to that like there is yeah. there is an entire other side to that that we that you're right we don't ever get to really see like i'm struggling off the no, top of my head to ever it. yeah i'm struggling to think off the top of my head like ever seeing any you know piece of other than like logic because like yeah. logic like yeah. uh deals with that but he, he does he deals with it in a very weird way which which is uh you know his own thing but <laughs> but uh, you're right. Like it's a whole other issue that's like unique to you know yourself and how you identify personally that people can pass by and not acknowledge and kind of you know lump that on you for having like as if you're wrong to have these identity issues when it is something that you were raised within, which it is a hundred percent not right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I don't see that representation at all. Like when growing up, I never saw like a mixed family. You know, I would. I remember I'd go and audition for a role, and they're like, "Oh, your mom can be your mom," and then they see my mom, and they're like, "Oh, she's white. Sorry, like not gonna happen. Yeah. We're not doing a mixed family." Mm-hmm. So uh, it was that was really hard growing up with as a little girl. You know, not seeing a family that looks like you or a relationship, you know, between a mother and a daughter. That yeah, so. And that's still not happening. So, sure. uh, yeah. Yeah. 
How, you how guys are there? you? Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I thought you, I thought you were about to go off on some. Uh yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, yo, that, yeah. So I, I want to apologize. <laughs> apologize first of all and say like I didn't understand the complexity within that. Um, mm. I I stand by what I said. You are definitely a black woman. Um, never forget that. But at the same time, obviously, like it's complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were talking about the industry, you know, I, 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 I agree that like, I think, I think there are moves to be made, but I, I think it always has to be where the money is. Yeah. I think the money is still being controlled, which is why I'm like, can Hollywood do it? I'm not sure. Cause like, I think like all the big ups in Hollywood are, are white. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if Hollywood can do it. Maybe we need to find somewhere else. Yeah. You know, Tyler Perry opening up his own studio, like huge. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's another maybe there's a different place to go. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that's 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 good in the sense that like that drives competition. Mm-hmm. If all the black people leave Hollywood, what happens <laughs> to movies? Yeah. For real. Yeah. What happens to your token <laughs> character? Yeah. Well, think about it, think yeah. about it, yeah. think about it. In the last year alone. What happens if all of those black people just go? Yeah, that's very true. Not doing the same. Right? Yeah, get John right? David Washington and Michael B. Jordan to k- step on right. out. Get them to step out and see see Hollywood panic. Yeah, watch right? them panic. I think, I think if 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 we had an alternative where that that had like the same money, like the same money power, yeah, the mm. same buying power like that, um, and which is why I, I like what you said about the production side of it. Which doesn't get talked about a lot, right? Uh, am I freezing? No, you're no, good. No, you're you're good. good. We're here. Okay. We're all we're all just attentive. She might okay. She yeah. might be. Um, she might low frozen. key frozen. But or she's no. Nah, she's frozen. yeah. She's, she's frozen. <laughs> she's frozen. But okay. yeah, we still got. Oh, there oh, she there is. Wait. <laughs> okay. oh, I missed. No, I no. We waited for you. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. He's lying. Yeah, he's lying to you. Hey. He's lying. Don't let him lie to you like that. we did we did um yeah i was just saying um with the production side of it i think that's why it's it's super important to 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 mention that because if 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 the line between a project being cut and a project not being cut rests in the hands of a of a white man or even you know someone who isn't black someone who isn't who doesn't understand your story personally it's always going to be a little contentious. Yeah. It's always going to be like, I, I, I believe in this project so badly, but I need you not to cut my funding. So I need you to believe in it as, as much as I believe in it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if the person holding the money, you know, the credit card, it, it does, you know, literally can't believe in it as much as you because of that barrier, mm-hmm. then, then maybe we need an alternative. Right. Well, I, um, I have a question for you. Oh, Sorry, yeah. go. No, 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 no. No, go ahead. Yeah, that, that's... Well, just about like your opinion on like the the Canadian um, film and TV industry. You know, like what do you think? Like what what can we do here in Canada? Because I feel like there's some more opportunities in the states, but how do we bring it here to where we are? What what was your thought on that? Yeah. Again. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not really interested in bringing it here. Um, okay. I'm interested in like us making different things and making new things. Um, 
uh, in the sense that Amer- I I don't know like I feel like America can be America and I'm like chilled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know even even when I say Canada like I don't I don't even think I prescribe that hard to Canada. You in know what, what I mean? in what way in what way do you mean? In in the way that like I'm not I'm not I I I still don't really feel from here. Ah, um, I appreciate I appreciate what I've been able to do here, but I think that when it comes to like Canadian film, I think that there's I I almost feel like there's like it's 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 just different. I, I was gonna say I almost feel like there's more more room to go, but I think it's just different because mm-hmm. America is America and like. You know, like here in Canada, you'll you'll see more of the thing where it's like the colorblindness thing where it's like, oh, we don't talk about it. Yeah. You'll see more of that here, right? And that's its own problem, right? Yeah, like, well, I was about yeah. to say, I think that's equally like, if not more weird to like co- to completely disregard somebody's identity just entirely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like we're, we're all Canadian. Like, are we? Yeah, it's like, no. It's not you how know? it works. <laughs> I don't do, know. We, do we all share know. the same Canadian experience? No. No, no, right? Like, 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 and I think, you know, I can't really speak to this personally, but I think there's so much indigenous erasure in the film industry oh, yeah. that we, like, we haven't even, we, we haven't even begun to have that right? conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like how many, like we we're fighting for black people in the writer's room. We have aunties and uncles we can look up to be like, yeah, like you're in there. I want to be where you are. For for the for indigenous people, how many indigenous are people are in the writers' room? Hundred percent. Well, did you guys have you guys heard of Trickster? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, and right, and then they got canceled. Yeah, like, what? Ca- they got canceled. Yeah. What's, what's even, Trickster? Um, what's Trickster? Wait, what? Uh, Trickster is um, it, it's was it CW that did it? No, no. It, it was did it? it was like I'm pretty sure it was like written by there was indigenous oh, writers, indigenous shit. directors. And um, I think they did one season and then I don't know what kind of just like disappeared. I was so there was a hype around it and I was like, yeah. And then okay, Canada, where did it where to go? Yeah. Yeah. Trickster had Trickster had some weird issues um, because like low key. Yeah. One of the one of the like people in charge, like actually is does isn't indigenous at all. Why? So there was. And so there's that. There's that. So like so so there's that. Wow. So then they go in. Wow. So they brought it in. They're like, "Here's this production." And then there was like some some shoo shoo in the ba- in the background. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Jeez. I I, I still surprised. think I still think Trickster. I mean, I, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised in terms of if you're gonna be like like we're just talking about authenticity and how yeah. they're they're coming with this story and you're gonna take that and be like, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna separate separate the art and the artist and, yeah. and the people and their own story. Like jeez. Yeah that's I, that's, I, that's nuts. Yeah, I still think that they could have because it was like one person. Yeah. So I still think that they could have like like if yeah. they if they really wanted to come on, like you don't Right? Like we've seen movies where the where the director gets cut and the yeah. movie gets made, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And like, so I still think that they could have done it if they wanted to. Hot and there was also, harder. yeah, there was also um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the series. Uh, it's on Netflix actually. Mm. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the series, but it's yo, I I I'm gonna like whatever, and then I'm gonna like find it and I and I'll and I'll tell you what the name of it is. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like huh? that's it was like an indigenous lead and she, like indigenous woman. She was leading the thing. She was leading the show. Um, and that that wasn't renewed for a second season either. Oh, know? damn. Um, and so, yeah, so I, you know, and, and, and the reason why I mentioned this is because I don't think mentioning indigenous issues at all distra- like takes away from black issues. For sure. Right. Yeah. I think we're fighting the same fight. Unless, uh, unless people are using it to like attack a side, like, like I, I've seen that a lot where, where it'll be like, you know, the George Floyd thing happens and then it's like, oh, this is an issue. And then someone will be like, oh, yeah, but like this is happening with like the indigenous community. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, that's also an issue. Yeah. But you can't just use one issue to make another issue. We can't be trauma comparing. Yeah. 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 We can't be trauma comparing, you know. The word for and it. I, yeah. I, I think, yeah. And I think um, we have uh, uh, like the black community, the indigenous community, we, we could learn so much from each other. And there's so much healing to be done. And I just, uh, um, yeah, we can't com- we can't compare. We, yeah. we really can't. Everybody's yeah. going to be. But yeah. yeah, so many people use it. Left, of course, people lo- like. I don't know what's up with polarization and just like. When, I don't know why people why it's like that, but yeah, mm. I, I, I just found, well, I just found I, the thing. It's I, have a, I have a theory as to why, but you know, it's a little sneaky, sneaky under the table, <laughs> like closet, uh, distracted racism. But you know, it is what it is. Totally. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Um, so the, the the series is called Chambers. It's really good. Chambers. Um, yeah, Chambers. It's got a it's got an indigenous lead. Do you, um, do you have a do you have like a synopsis for what it's about? Uh, I'll just read the the Netflix thing. Yeah. Strange occurrences make Sasha fear that something's wrong with her heart, even as she confronts horrifying truths about what led her, what led to her daughter's death. Oh damn! Jeez. Oh, uh no 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 this is like a weird synopsis that's not it's like it's like heart dot 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 and then it continues so it's from a different sentence okay weird um, um i got i got a sentence here do i want to read it go for it yeah, it says a woman survives a heart transplant and begins to develop different personality traits is that a good is, oh that is, is great, that is a great huh uh yeah so it's ones. like um it's like a, it's like a weird like gory freaky friday thing where it's like the heart is in another person and it's like changing her yeah it's really cool it's haunted by eerie visions and sinister impulses after a heart transplant a teenager tries to unmask (laughs) the truth behind the donor's mysterious death that's 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 some oh verbose synopsis for one fucking i don't know they 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 just went off on the the synopsis (laughs) yeah i don't know mine was weird yeah how do you how what's the plural of synopsis synopsi synopsi is it synopsi (laughs) that can't be right synopsis i was i was i'm not gonna try i was going i was going uh synopsises but I don't think that's it either. <laughs> I almost said that one. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Synopsis ceases. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. So I just, yeah. Canadian film. I don't know. But I think, I think, I think as soon as we like, you know, black indigenous people of color um, start manipulating more of the money Right and where what what gets funded what get, is is given the green light yeah I think that's when we see a lot of real change for sure what do you think 
About what? About all of it. It's a lot. But well, yeah, okay. Well, let's I say mean, let's say like Canadian <laughs> film culture. Canadian film culture. I mean, it's not even just like in film. It's just like in day to day. I think like indigenous issues are just like ignored and like well they have their land. It's like yeah, but their land is fucking garbage. Yeah. And this is their land. We're on their land. Yeah. And we gave them a portion of their land as if it was anything to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's a conversation that people don't want to talk about because no one wants to admit that them or their great grandparents or whoever were ever the villains. I think that's I think that's a, that's a really good thing you touched on is the fact that the way to move past things isn't just to say whoops I'm sorry like you know I'm sorry for what they did and refuse yeah. to like take accountability for the overall problem. Like, from a systemic point, like, I'm not talking about just uh, average Joe, whatever, walk in the street. I'm talking about from, like, the top to the bottom. I remember Trudeau, you know, being like, oh, we're sorry about what happened. We're really sorry uh, <laughs> that this is the history of, of our country. Yeah. And it's like, but you are what in you a position. You're in a yeah, position to create a change. You yeah, can't yeah. just, and you can also not just be like, Oh, it's them. Like the problem doesn't exist anymore because we've apologized for it. That's not how problems work. Yeah, problems yeah. aren't nope. just like, oh, I'm sorry, and it's done. <laughs> like there's, they there's, don't want to do the work. There's years yeah. of healing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like decades of healing that needs to happen to yeah. make yeah. something actually change. But yeah. like they, they just refuse to, you know, take any blame for you know the system the system itself taking like accountability for like, yeah, we're the same system that did this. Like that's our bad. Yeah. Instead of just being like, that's a whole other system. We don't exist within that. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking mm-hmm. weird. Right. Cause it's just easy. It's uh, when you, when you have that privilege to be able to like turn your back on it like that, I mean, it's, and, and you have to do the work and people don't want to do the work. You have to really confront your own biases and see how it manifests in your daily lives and how these thoughts, you know, they really do, show up in your actions and your behaviors and that has an effect that has a systemic effect and so finding that connection between you know these thoughts and your behaviors is so hard for people in general let alone people who are uh, like uh when you're privileged and you're experiencing that privilege and to see that connection between how that you know affects if you don't use it properly um how that can affect your behavior and then affect somebody's life so um it's that's and then, like you're saying, Lily, like where the money and the power is, and that, that's why I'm, I was asking, like, about what do you, how do you see Canada? Because I think there's the government is trying to fund, like they're 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 trying. They're like, you know, we have grants and applications. Right, tell us your story. We'll we'll, we'll help you make your movie. But um, it's that's still a power it's, play, it's though. Very, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, still it's a power, still power play. play. You still have to. You have to write you know 20 page essay of like why you deserve to to write tell your story and then why you, have you to follow deserve their guidelines to tell you your still, story yeah yeah right yeah so yeah. it's there's still barriers that uh, i don't know how do you work with the system can you even like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, I yeah a system that thinks it's already changed yeah without exactly. changing yeah well, what a question for you guys like you so you know you yeah. have you, you you uh i see you have all your i can't see right now but you know you have your equipment and you you've been doing this podcast for some time and it's like okay so how does like what does the support look like for you how do you see and you know that that side of the media growing and being in calgary and um 
yeah what does the support like for you how do you how do you see that growing and how do you see what are your challenges and uh i i don't i don't see it growing okay and i think there's a lot of okay i could get in a lot of trouble here (laughs) with with uh no like with certain people in certain groups that like could be uh in control of my opportunities but i'm gonna say Uh. it anyways but there's a lot of the word the word i'm looking for it's like a, a a giant pat on the back for being an organization that's trying to push something like it's all just it's all just for show it seems where mm. it's still all political it's all mm. it's all a game in in these certain groups and i'm not going and i'm not going to name names but they know who they are it's like you're creating this idea that you're you're pushing out a culture, right? You're 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 promoting a culture within Calgary, right? Uh, let's say, for example, <laughs> it's hip hop culture, just as an example. <laughs> so we're we're pushing hip hop culture in Calgary, or on another side, we're pushing black culture in Calgary, or on another side, we're pushing an indigenous culture in Calgary. What? My my question is, and I want to talk to these people that are at the head of these, at the helm, right, of yeah. these organizations, of these companies and whatever, and I want to ask them, what is the culture that you're pushing? Like, I want to ask them that specific, like, tell me what culture you're pushing, because you can't just say, we're pushing hip-hop culture in Calgary, yeah. and you don't have a hip-hop culture in Calgary. <laughs> you're just pushing hip-hop in calgary or you're yeah. oh we're pushing black culture in calgary and it's like okay well what is this black cult this calgary specific black culture that you're pushing and if you don't have that answer yeah then what are what are you doing like what are you actually trying to achieve here you're not achieving anything you're you're speaking into a giant echo chamber to like not create any change you're making success within yourself instead of trying to push success out to you know, widespread effect. Yeah. And you're going to sit here and you're going to, I'm at me, I'm getting fucking frustrated. Hey, go you're going to sit here <laughs> and you're going to try and put all this shit forward. Like, Oh, we're pushing this culture. We're doing this. We're doing that. But then within all of these, every single movement within Calgary that I've been a part of, or I've, or I've been able to sit and have these conversations with, it's all just friend pushing, peer yep. pushing. Right. Yep. Where it's like, mm. ah, there's this, you know, I'm going to create this thing and the people that get nice and cozy and snug up against me, we're going to push that. And you're not actually pushing a culture. You're creating an organization yep. to it. Basically, you're creating your own label. That's all you're doing without calling it a label. And you're yep. just promo- pushing and promoting all of the people that are already within the echo chamber to the echo chamber. <laughs> so... Mm. So when it comes to we're creating a change, we're creating a cultural shift, we're starting, we're the first foot forward to do something, but then you're perpetuating the problem of we can be successful within ourselves and that's enough for us like because this is our ceiling and you're not going to try and challenge that ceiling that's been placed on you. Yeah. That's a that's a fucking issue. Like and and you're becoming part of the the mass thought that like okay, well they have their own thing. 
Like, they have their own success. So why are we still talking about they don't have their success? Don't they have this entire community and whatever and blah, 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 blah? It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't actually mean anything to have your own community. Like, for example, at... If like we're having this conversation here, right? The four the four of us are having this conversation. If we have a conversation within ourselves, no mics, no nothing, this is not going to be published anywhere. The change you're creating is within your own personal perceptions. And you can have the conversation all you want, but if we're all in agreement, standing by the same principle, we're not actually making a a, a motion. Yeah. When we start talking about movements, the reason that these movements nowadays, and I'm, I'm going on a giant tangent, but the reason these movements nowadays get nowhere is because of social media's effect on all of it, where we don't have any one singular voice that we can all stand behind. So all of these issues become a giant, like, you know, collage of opinion instead of, one person at the helm, one voice representing a whole, like we don't have that in any any movement. So we all just become stuck into this giant, whether it's a cancel wave, whether we're on a giant, you know, uh, uh, self a- self affirmation wave, mm. because a lot that's something that wasn't talked about uh, in in the aftermath enough. I feel like about what happened last year was that a lot of people took that moment of Black Lives Matter yep. and they turned it into a giant self-affirmation yep. thing where it's like, oh, look at me and what I did. I posted a black square. I posted a black square. Exactly. <laughs> and that, for me, that right there is the, the, the piece of the issue. That's the block of the issue where so- all of culture and community just kind of becomes this giant self-affirming self-blow job like over and over and over again. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I see the current climate of uh, media, entertainment, culture, whatever within Calgary. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually wanted to ask uh, the three of you mm. something because I know we've talked about it a bit, but as like artists and creatives... Uh, how do you feel about Canada's kind of culture? Is there even a culture here to attach yourselves to and to grow with? Or do you feel like it's in your hands? It's in the hands of producers and uh, rappers, singers, like dancers, healers, all these like creative individuals and artists. Do you feel like in Canada you're left to your own devices? And do you think Canada is a place to stay to further your career. Uh, who wants to start on that? Give me one moment. My cat is trying to get in. Okay, no worries, <laughs> yeah. no worries. Kaya, go, Let you him start. In. Oh, I wanted to wait for the kitty, but okay. No, no, the, no, the cat will come. Um, the cat will come. Okay, well, you know, you grow up and you, you, when you're when you when you're growing up, you learn about your world around you through your parents. I think, I think firstly, you, you learn from your parents and you learn from your friends and then you learn from the media, you learn from the movies and TV and a lot of the things I watched was stuff coming out of the States. So I kind of grew up always being like, you know, the, the LA, LA, that's where mm-hmm. I got to go. Yeah. 
And uh, especially being in Calgary, and I mean, the only show, like the only shows that were really happening when I was growing up, was like Heartland. And I was like, "There's no way they're gonna have a black woman on Heartland." Like, it's a show, uh, Lulu. Oh man, case, I don't know if you know. It's about <laughs> imagine like, the uproar. <laughs> God, <laughs> the uproar from like from from those viewers. Oh God, it'd be it'd be a toxic shithole. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry yeah. for those who love Heartland, but <laughs> <laughs> if they introduced um, a yeah, black I character, oh man. This is like in twenty like two thousand and like seven, you know, like that just wasn't that just wasn't you know two thousand seven. I'm sure. Yeah. That, yeah. No, it wasn't a thing then, and so I remember going into auditions, and it was like you know, all, it'd be all white women, and I'd be sitting there like, what am I doing here? Do I, imposter syndrome, AF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always was like, hey, Calgary's not going to be where I am going to grow in the sense. I never felt that way. So I, I, I as soon as I turned eighteen, I moved to BC. I went and got a, a degree in medical molecular biochemistry. Um, I planned to go to medical school. Casually. So I was like acting. <laughs> was, um, my family didn't really like acting. What do you mean acting? Like that's not a real job. It and could then I moved be. to Vancouver. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it wasn't until I really moved to Vancouver that I'm looking at like, okay, what is my trajectory as an artist here in Canada? And, running away to the States, is that really, is that first and foremost to even like work in the States to get a visa to work in the States as a performer, you got to have some like credits here in Canada. You got to be pretty well known in order to be able to get that paperwork done to go work in the States. So whether I want to stay here or not, I have to work here and somehow break into the industry here in order to, unless if I get like the lead role in the States and they, then obviously we're going to help with the visa process. But it's, it's a bit trickier than that to to go to the states and work there. So I have to break, I have to find a way in Canada, and I'm I don't know how. I, I'm wanting to. I think I'm going to start writing my own stuff and seeing if I can start producing my own stuff and directing because I'm like uh, I'm trying to get some. I'm trying to have some opportunities here so that I can have the option to maybe go to the states, apply for my visa, and you know be able to to work on those bigger productions. But it. It has to start in Canada, unfortunately. So I'm figuring that out. How how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Lulu, how about you? Can you repeat the question? I was. Uh, yeah. So how do you feel about Canada's kind of art culture? Do you feel like you're you're supported? <laughs> do you feel like you have opportunities here, or do you feel like it's kind of in your own hands, and that you have to like make it yourself? And do you feel that you could you can have a career in Canada? Yeah, um, I think I definitely feel like I have to do it myself. I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm probably not a good person to ask that because, like, um, I, you know, I I went to school for something called interdisciplinary performance. Um, and what, is, I what does that was, entail? It's like, uh, so it's pretty much um, performance arts, like performance acting sort of more within the performance arts sector um and then supplemented with visual art and creative writing cool so sort of to create like the all-rounded artist so to speak right and then you know um you know and then um i you know i also learned a lot of tech stuff but that was like more of like the job side of things um yeah so like I'm trained in doing things myself, doing things for myself and like creating something for myself. And that 
was always what I was told to expect coming in, you know, was like, you can try and hey, maybe you get lucky and that's good for you. Um, but it's difficult and there's a lot of people trying to do the same thing. Right. Um, like, and so, uh, so I, I, I've always felt like I'm doing things myself. I, even before I knew about anything about the Canadian film industry or like theater, how theater works here or, you know, any of that stuff. I mean, I'm still auditioning, still trying to get stuff, but I think from the get go, I always knew that nobody was going to be able to tell my story. Right. For sure. Like yeah. I, I was born in Nigeria, raised in South Africa, living in Canada. Like show me an actor in the writer's room who has that. So show me someone in the writer's room who has that experience. Mm-hmm. They don't. Right. So I always knew that like, if I was going to, if I was going to be able to tell my story in, I needed to do it. For sure. Um, um, so yeah, I don't know if I feel, ah, uh, there's like some support, you know, there's grants and stuff, um, which is good. And, and I think the process, uh, the process is like kind of, uh, it's not easy, but it's like, it's doable. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, do I don't you know see how yourself being like, I've got to go to LA. Like, what, do you ever like? Is that something? I think I used to. I used to feel like that. I I, I like really wanted to go to New York, and I think oh, that's that's totally like the yeah. that is that is the the media effect, right? It's the thing where it's like that's where it's at. Um. Now, now, no, now I don't. I don't. I. I don't even think I really have a plan. <laughs> be honest mm-hmm. um yeah. well all i'm trying to do is like make my stuff like i have like i have like scripts that i'm always writing uh i have like screenplays that i'm always writing i'm always i'm just always trying to get better at whatever i can do right mm-hmm. uh, and then trying to figure out where the opportunities are and trying to get them um and i think that is totally that moment as an artist where it's like i just have to do this Right. Yeah. You know, like the, like the L.A. New York thing is like there there are places you can go. You know, um, here maybe Vancouver, Toronto. Yeah. But like, even in the, even in that sense, it's like it's so competitive. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think I think it's definitely like I, I'm doing this myself, and and I have you know it's like it's my life. Like this is what. Like, you know, regardless of whether or not the industry is there supporting me, I think I'm always going to be writing. I'm always going to be creating. Right. Because that's who I am. And that, I think that's like, I, that's the only thing I can do. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's like, like, th- that's how I feel. That's how I feel like as a person. It's like, I, art is the only thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm not very good at math. And like have a lot of struggle with sciences and memorization and all of that stuff. Wasn't a very good student, you know what I mean? Like the all I I really can only do this thing. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I just have to do it. Um, and I think it it has to come from me. I don't I don't really feel that support. Fair. Uh, I want to add one more question. It'll go to you as well. So we talk. I hear you guys talk about like oh I feel like a slight pressure or used to feel pressure to go to 
these hotter spots, LA, New York, Toronto, wherever, uh, because they have the institutions, but I also feel like they'll have the eyes and ears. Do you feel like in these other parts of the country, there are eyes on you? Like people are looking for your stuff, seeing your stuff, listening, or does it feel like, you know, you're just doing it because you love it and you want it to be out there and it doesn't really matter. Do you feel like there's that chance to be discovered? Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm not naive. I mean, I can say all those things, but I'm also not naive. Like, uh, like, I, I don't necessarily. I know that there's more eyes and ears in those parts, right? Um, um. Oh, sorry, my mic. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, uh, you were saying like you're not naive. You you know that there's like the eyes and ears around you. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, there's a lower, there's a lower chance to be like, quote unquote, discovered, right? In Kelowna, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um and it's not like I'm just do like I, I love it, but it's not like this is this isn't a hobby, right? Like this is my life. Like I have to make money. Like I have to, you know, you you got bills to pay. You have to make, uh, pay rent and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm not naive enough to be like, oh, I'm just enjoying this, you know, just here for the ride. It's like, no, like I'm I'm trying to work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and even like dovetailing back to like like the reason why we're here, like that's why y'all's thing was so great, like because y'all has like, you know, even he, he himself, he's like one guy, like he doesn't, he's not a production company, or whatever, but he has a precedent of like always paying people who he works with. Mm-hmm always like no matter what like he's he's he wants to pay people where's my payment fa- for playlist curation <laughs> editor what <laughs> the, the fuck <laughs> get, i didn't get paid for that <laughs> yeah um but yeah like I, I, to me that that felt um official you're back right <laughs> kaya you good yeah i it just cut out that last like two Last thirty ah. seconds. But. Okay, I was just saying that y'all y'all makes like a precedent. He's told me he's make a he's made a precedent of like always trying to pay the people he he works with, and so it's like it makes it, it feels official. It's like oh like I'm getting paid. This is my job. Yeah, yeah. You're you know getting I mean? the stuff. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and and so and that like so it it sort of pushes it out of the realm of that like hobby fun. You know what I mean? Thing. And it's like we're here for we're here to do a. To, to work, you know, to work. Yeah, um, for sure. And and I think that that, like, that, that's, that, I mean, that's always on my mind. That's what, this is what I want to do for a living. Mm-hmm. It is what I'm doing for a living. Um, So, so it's not like a thing of like, oh, I'm just like, enjoy, I like, I love it, but it's definitely like, uh, uh, it's like a hustle. It's like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm working. Of course. I'm yeah, trying. I got you. Yeah. But the, the, the only thing that's different is like, how am I hustling, right? Mm-hmm. So I am doing those auditions. I am like, you know, in, in the mainstream side, but I also, I, I know that I have to make, write write my scripts. I have to like figure out a way to like make my films, right? Because if, because if they don't pick me, I need to do something. I need to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? And, yeah. Um. Sorry, the question was about. Um... Uh, the question is. Oh yes, the yeah. going to the hot spots because the eyes. Okay, I see. I see acting as like there's 
there's two components, three components to it. You know, there's the, there's a, a charisma component of it and like being, it's like that, that personal work, the charisma, the, the, yeah, I'm just going to leave it as that. Just second networking. part would be, yeah, networking. And then the second part, I would see it as the craft. And that's where you, you know, you're taking your classes and you are, you know, you're, and classes are ranging from breath work to body work to movement work to cold reads to uh, script analysis to uh, it's there's all sorts that goes into the training and then you have the business side and I'm not like businessy at all but like it's a hustle you have to promote your you have to self promote yourself to a degree you, you can you got to do it in a way that's aligned with your beliefs and with like who you are as a person I, oh, that's what I'm trying to do anyways you have to be able to self-promote and and you know make sure that you're on the platforms that you need to be on like actors access and casting workbook and there are and you know having an agent isn't everything I'm fortunate enough to have have had an agent my, since I was like four years old and that was just like by fluke but you don't need you don't need an agent. You don't need a manager. You can do that. You can you can self submit yourself. You can really uh, push yourself. But you have to then look at yourself as a brand and as like a product and a commodity, which is like so against the like artist nature of like I'm a human being. So there's like these two sides. But you really have to do it. You really have to like st- take a step back and be like, hey, what is my brand? How do I market myself? And like, cause no one else is going to do it for you, you know, and there's always someone out, out, out there that's hungrier that is doing that, that one part that you're missing. So you really have to have like two minds. I'm working on that. I mean, I, I'm like, got my website. I, mo- I moved to Vancouver because my agent is based out of Vancouver. So that's where my jobs are coming out of. Um, so I was like, Hey, I need to make that move for my career. And it's kind of like, you, you got to look you got to be willing to to kind of compromise some things unfortunately until you get to a point where you can you know your offer only and you can make your own product movies and you can just like yo i'm gonna call my director friend and my whatever friend and because you're friends at that point and let's make something that really matters to me but in this it's so weird acting it's like super cap it's like super capitalist and like but you have these artists that are just so vulnerable and like wanting to make the human experience but there's that side to it so yeah. you, you got to do both i think but yeah. um well i'm gonna st- okay i'm gonna start off with a question uh what uh it being somebody that like isn't an artist or isn't a creative yeah. what is your passions what is like something that's like a passion of yours my passion and what kind of drives me day to day is just living a good life my thing for me is that when I die, whenever I, I live my life ready to die, essentially, so that whenever I'm I'm dying, I can look back and be like, yeah, fucking I did it right. I don't I try to minimize things I don't enjoy, which people get on my ass for. But like I'm mm-hmm. living my I, life is short as fuck. So We're, you agree. So you would agree then that like within this passion, there's a degree of like fulfillment there, right? Oh, a hundred percent. But but now with that fulfillment of oh, I'm gonna live my life and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Is there a side of you that's like, so this means I can roam the planet like unpaid, un? You know what I mean? Like not a hundred percent, but you know if I could, I would. Yeah, but, but like you can't. It, you can't, right? Yeah. The thing is that creativity and art in general gets gets uh, disrespected as just being a hobby. Oh yeah, and it gets put on like. When are you going to grow up and stop this whole art thing? 
Well, how's your little music going? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when are you going to, you know, accept reality and you're going to, you know, go and do this? Or you're going to go and do that. Or you're going to go and do this. Where it's like, we're, we are all chasing the same dragon of fulfillment, right? Yeah. Artistic fulfillment, personal fulfillment, right? Career fulfillment, whatever. Life fulfillment, right? We're, we're, we're chasing the same, it, like, adrenaline drug where it's like gaining this fulfillment, from whatever we're doing. However, if you're you can't look at it in in a lens of this isn't a career, this isn't life, this isn't something that I'm I'm pursuing, right? We look we give everybody else passes no matter how ridiculous some of their aspirations are because some of them are they they're more realistic, mm. right? In the way that, like, when you when you talk to somebody that's coming out of high school, and so if it like, let me tell you, if I was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be a musician, and then someone else was like, I'm gonna be a freaking, you know, space engineer fucking guy, like, yeah. and it's like that is so difficult to do to like get to that level of success, yeah. but nobody questions it. Nobody questions it because it's legit. It's yeah. it's uh there's a path there can somehow. Path. There's yeah. somehow mm. a path there. But there is a path here. And the path comes through hard work. The path yep. comes through knowing how as she said, knowing how to market yourself. Cause that whole brandability thing is something that's super underrated. That I'm so thankful that I had a gal uh, a guy like Yao to explain that to me because I didn't understand that. And he was like, because uh, I remember we went to a concert and he was like telling me about, oh, you know, I wish I could just be here and be Yao in this moment or whatever. But this is like a marketing opportunity. Like this needs to be the time for me to utilize myself mm -hmm. in this platform to build this brand. Because yeah. if I don't, no one's building it for me. Right. Yeah. I, you need to always be on top of it to build this brand. Being in an age now where... Uh, social media is all the you know the craze and the frenzy it's easier now than ever to brand yourself but it's also harder than now uh, than ever because be everybody's there yeah, you're, in a, you're, you're in an ocean you're you're swimming in shark infested waters and if everybody is going for the same piece of fish how the fuck are you what makes you so sure that you're going to get that piece of fish but the the whole thing about the hot spots and you know all that it's all about finding, you know, your own niche to chase that that same uh, that same fulfillment and whatever. And however people kind of deem that for themselves, kind of becomes very individual because art is so personal, usually. Yeah. And it's so vulnerable, usually. The creation kind of becomes one in the same with the person, which is why so often you see artists like fall into the rabbit holes that they've dug for themselves, right? Okay. Because art and humanity kind of comes together to meet here where it's like you are you are the art. Like I'm making something, but I'm the creation. I'm the creator here. Like this is all me in whatever, right? Through we're we're talking about black boys don't cry. I'm sure Yao sees that as I'm putting myself out there. Like, I'm not putting yep. this film forward. I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. Same yes. thing goes for, for them. I'm sure you guys aren't like, oh, I'm putting Leroy forward and Lala forward. Like, you guys are like, this is me 
like here, this whole thing, the from the characters to the set design to the score to the editing to every like everything is like wow, this is me on blast for people to critique to you know yes and yeah. judge and perceive and yeah right? mm-hmm. like they they yeah. you give yourself over to the viewer to the consumer to whatever you give yourself over in like in a way that like you don't really do anywhere else i don't think engineers yeah. are looking at buildings <laughs> they've made and they're like wow that's me standing in the middle of downtown like i don't think anybody i don't know i don't think they're doing that maybe they are maybe, maybe they the are architects maybe, maybe but like i i just i just doubt it but yeah art and creation i think huh? is um being such a personal platform if you're gonna go and hot spot hunt and especially in canada Canada, I find to be very, um, I don't know what the word is. I'm thinking monotheistic, but that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like anything. But (laughs) (laughs) it's basically like in Toronto, in Toronto, we're looking for Drake, right? You know what I mean? Like if we're going from a music standpoint, we're looking for Drake here or we're looking for the weekend here. Yeah. Right. And it becomes very like of the of the mainstream eye within these places. And I think uh, Canada's identity has kind of gravitated towards Toronto's identity. And Very we're all so. building around this Toronto epicenter of uh, art and culture and how much art and culture is actually there. We don't know. Like, it's just this unseen uh, like force that we all can just like, we kind of just grab onto it and we kind of grasp onto it. And we're like, this is Canada. But like, <laughs> like, it's a very it's a very narrow view of all of yes. it. And the reason it's narrow is again going back full circle to the fact that creation isn't viewed as a like you know plausible career. Career or yeah. a, like life path. So I, I yeah, sorry, just like re- I'm uh, I really want to jump in cuz I think that this is so important. I was just think like having this conversation earlier with my grandma about how um the arts is so we we were talking about you know the renaissance and i was like well you know think of how many how they had so much financial support from the the people in power they were like we're throwing money at like let's make art and um here it's like you want to you like you want to be an actor you want to be you want to be a singer you want to be like uh okay well how are you going to make money or like what is like is that really viable and Oh my gosh, what is my where is my tangent going? About okay, there we go. Um, we 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 don't know enough about the pro- process. I think it's demystifying the process to to get to those positions. Um, I know for sure I didn't know how much work. Like I, I knew you had to study the craft to be a good actor, but like what we see on this TV is like two minutes of years and years and years of work usually you know and it's that de- like dedication and time and money and consistency and you even when you know you listen to a song you listen to a three-minute song like you do you know it's there was so much more than just those three minutes so it makes it maybe to people who don't um aren't necessarily you know artists or making music or acting or dancing it's like you see this product and you're like, Oh, that like, they made that look so easy. Like that's easy. That's, that's, you know, 
how, how did they get there? I have no idea. Maybe they just looked good or they, they knew the right person or you know, we have all these ideas, but do we really, do we talk as artists, do we talk enough about that process? I don't know. I, I had no idea um, just, like just how much and how much time and years is really put into to those your craft and and who you are as an artist so i think also i think people don't really appreciate how much work goes into like creation i don't think people like appreciate that process enough where yeah totally it's like what people don't understand is that for a standard job you clock in and you clock out you got a nine to five and eight to four whatever you clock in you clock out and you go home and you have your downtime Art, there is no downtime. Yeah, like you're, no. you're constantly a moving, you know, a conveyor belt of yeah. ideas and and inspiration and ambition and aspiration. That to to like people don't really get that. They'll look at you and they'll be like, "You're not doing anything." No, right? I'm always or, yeah. doing. There's yeah. there's never a time I'm not doing anything. Like yeah. people mm-hmm. don't understand for the that. Results. Yeah. They want to see the results, and it's like, uh, our results are look different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it's capitalism. Not always, they're not always as tangible as people want them to be, and so when it's not like something that they can like physically hold and touch, and then they're like, well, it falls in my finger. It's not real. Like, yeah, yeah. and and like looking at this, you know. When when I when I see how you know people people will look at what I'm doing, right? Mm. I'm making I'm making music. I'm making you know, and I might I may be making. I always, I always say maybe. Yeah, maybe. I may be making out doing this. Like, it's not like it's a track a day. Yeah, no. Or it's not like you know what I mean. It's not overnight done. Like it's people because people hear the final product and maybe it takes. You know, we looking at like Black Boys Don't Cry. The people see two and a half minutes. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) And they're like, okay, so like all this work for two and a half minutes. No. It's all this work for the repetition of two, and it's it's all this work to provide a service because we're in the service industry. That's yeah. what this is. We're all providing a service here, but that's that's the piece that goes missing is that they think it's two and a half minutes of work to provide two and a half minutes of footage. Yeah, it, it's yeah. so much more than that, right? Yeah. And for them, for you guys, you guys were in there for six hours. You were probably mulling it over for weeks, maybe months, like, uh, you know, over this script. And now that it's out, you're still working away at this project. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then and you look also at... also like... Yeah, sorry, sorry. No worries. No. I was going to say, it's also like not even just like um, the hours dedicated specifically to that role it's like even just like making sure that i'm like keeping my mental health uh, up to like of just course. working on myself as my everyday making sure that i'm eating right like that's you maybe that you don't see the direct link but like keeping for me personally like, i'm my instrument i need to keep myself healthy and i have to exercise and i have to make sure that my my paperwork's in order and like that all plays into like who, into like my artistry you know having mm-hmm. my like shit together so even though if i'm not like sitting there looking over the script it what i'm doing in my day-to-day life is so that i can take any script and 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 put into it does that make sense like no i get you like like okay like me personally like i can attest to that because like recently i i had my own like pretty scary moment that we don't need to get into (laughs) but like just in terms of like personally how it affected me to like not take that step back to assess like 
is it okay for me? Like, where's my health at? Where's my mental at? Like, to like neglecting that is so easy to fall into because you fall into this project you're doing and you fall in love with this project that you're doing and you just never take a break from it. Like you never rest on it. And like that, it's so easy to fall there, right? Into mm -hmm. that, into that, mm -hmm. into that bottomless pit. Yeah. And like, it's hard to claw yourself out of. So, yeah. So like, I understand what you're saying when you're like, you know, that's also like, part of you know keeping the mechanics of the body like free of shit is so important to like you know getting the next thing like going like yeah i, I totally get that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are you saying lolu uh yeah no I, I i completely agree with the with the whole non-stop thing it's funny it's funny because um you know I'm, I'm i'm doing the art thing and my dad is working as a as a, as a he's a, he's a professor at the medical school at UBC or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and lately, because he's working from home, he's working he's clocking in like fourteen hours, mm -hmm. like not a joke. Like yeah, you know, because because the, the thing about like this COVID thing is that like before someone you know sends you an email at ten p.m. they're like oh they'll be they'll be at the office at like nine a.m. tomorrow, so that's when they'll see it, right? But now it's like they send you an email at 10 p.m. They expect you to get the email at 10 p.m. and like get get on it, right? Yeah. And so he's experiencing this thing now where like he's working so much. He's working so much uh, from working from home. And it's funny because I, I, I can relate. I, I yeah. relate to this guy because <laughs> I'm like, I, I feel the same way. I get a script at like 8 p.m. I'm I'm on it. Yeah. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's when I, I'm working. I'm mm -hmm. working now. You know, and even even outside of that, like I'm, I'm, you know, in order to write, I have to live, right? Like, so I'm not. So it's like, uh, uh, when I'm in the moments of existing, I'm pro, I'm processing and putting it into words into my script, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm. There is no downtime. There is no downtime, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm. I experience something, and I'm like. I'm picking it apart, you know. I'm watching you a movie. And I'm like, oh. You live with it for yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I'm breathing and I'm thinking about how to like, how to like put in like, you know, like the type of breathing in in, in a way, write it in a way that makes sense in, in a script or in a story, right? And so there is no moment where I'm off work, mm. yeah. Right, I'm yeah. always work. I'm always working because mm. it's my life, right? That's. Because as an artist, your life is the thing that you bring into everything. Your being, your per your personhood, like you were saying, Kaya, your body is is the thing that you bring into everything. And so there's no moment where you're outside of your body. There's no moment where you're just done, right? You're always mm -hmm. living in it. You're always there. Yep. So I totally agree with that um, that sentiment. Yeah, that you don't see, you don't like even before we got into the project. Yeah, has been pro to even write the script. Yeah, has been processing yeah. everything for yeah, years, yeah. for years, and you don't see. You know, this people might a, not get this. Is a piece it. of him that he's been carrying for who knows how long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think we'll we'll wrap up pretty quickly here. Yep. But uh, real quick, just because I think I'd be. I'd be, it's a missed opportunity to ask because he is a friend of the pod, friend of us. Okay. What, 
was it like working under Yao, like Yao being like in charge of stuff? Was it a, a more lax environment or was he very like to the point, like exactly what I wrote, do it, do what I wrote? Um, I, I guess I can, I can speak from my experience with Yao is that like both, mm. right? And so it's it, it, just like we were saying how you never stop, you know, there's the moment where, you know, we're in Vancouver and we go out to eat and we're talking and, you know, we're just like sort of enjoying each other's company. And it's only in hindsight that I realized that we went out to eat, enjoyed each other's company, you know, to set up for being comfortable with each other on set. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh. And, and, and so that I can, so that I can get emotional in front of, while he's holding the camera and I can feel comfortable doing that. Right. Mm. So that like, that's part of the work. Right. And so the downtime, you know, the, the chatting, the conversing, you know, all of that stuff is intertwined with the moment where he has the camera and he goes like, this is what I need from you. You know? Um, so it was, what is it like? Amazing. Um, because you better say nice things. Great... He'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, all the things I see are truthful. So, mm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's to me, it's, it's a great, it's the great balance between the work that we need to do, the seriousness of it. You know, this is my job. I'm here for a job. You know, I, I'm working for you. And at the same time, we have that comfortability where it's like, you know, like, like we can go places and we can talk to each other and, have a way of communicating that 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 is very personal and 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 sort of yeah sort of yeah just looser in that way for sure how about you kaya i agree like it's really half and half you know when when yao has a vision he has a vision like he knows down to the detail what he wants but at the same time he also gives space for you to bring yourself into that story and like what what and if it looks different than what he expect like what he had imagined he is very flexible with that because at the end of the day i mean we're all humans we have different experiences we all bring our own self to each to to, to every encounter we have in our lives and he was yeah he had a vision but um i remember like being on set he was just like he gave me a quick note and he was just like all right like you do your thing like you like I give you your space and that was that was that was amazing I mean he was patient and just it it was a it helped that we're we're all friends but um it was professional but still very collaborative for sure for sure and uh and I guess we'll we'll probably Leave it there. Real quick, also, final pitch. Final pitch to the people. Black boys don't cry. (laughs) What do you want to tell uh, the people about it, and what do you uh, hope that they take away from it? Um, Yeah, I want to say go in prepared. Um, You're probably going to, like, it it, it is heavy, but it's so important. Uh, What I want you to take out of it, you know, whatever you take out of it, I think it's open-ended for that reason that um, it's real so that you can be real. For sure. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. And just to add on, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. I, that's, I really believe that's a great takeaway. And there we go. There you have it. Black boys don't cry. Uh, the links will be in the, the description of this video. 
Uh, and I think we will leave it there. So, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to, you know, push out there for everyone? Um, this, was, this was great. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for having us. This was a lovely yeah, conversation. I loved me. I loved this whole um, conversation. Yeah, this was, this was fucking awesome. Yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, I don't have any to plug. Nothing to plug. Um, Social medias, anything. Check out my website. No. What's your Which website? Is... What's your website? What's your website? www.kayacoleman.com. www.kayacoleman.com. It'll be in the description. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And on on all the social medias, I'm Lolo Adele on everything. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, that's that's where that's where I am. Great, great. Fantastic. Do you have your thing to plug? My thing. Yeah. Yeah, give me your, whatever it is that you have to like. You, you plug a channel every every episode. Come on. Oh God! Well, I, or this is an episode. It's an episode, right? This is an episode. Yeah. Give me, so give me something to uh, plug. I'll plug Yao. He's got he's got a magazine. He's got right. He's yeah. got a movie. He does fashion shows. Yeah. He's more than just one movie more than just one style he is like a and he wants creative. you to know that he wants <laughs> you to know that this man have you seen have you talked to him about the reception on on his film us yeah because he's he's going crazy he's like he's like <laughs> oh you know like people keep complimenting me about this film and it's pissing me off because i'm not dead i'm like what the <laughs> fuck does that mean <laughs> but, yeah yeah. Uh. So you're gonna plug yet? Yeah. Wow, lazy of you. This whole hey, may- hey, maybe, maybe they didn't know the other things. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But now they know. Yeah. Fair. All right. Uh. And for myself, <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram at Yasinelihi. Uh. And then find my music everywhere: Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube Music, Deezer, KK Media Net, SoundCloud. It's everywhere except Bandcamp and LimeWire. And whatever that old one uh, that was owned by, I was going to say Justin Timberlake, but he just plays the guy in the social network. I don't remember what his name actually was. But uh, yeah, listen to my music on there. Uh, We just passed, I think we actually might have touched on this in the last episode, but we just passed the two-year anniversary of A Dark Birthday, which is great. Uh, And go listen to the new single that came out a couple weeks back. Okay, it's just an instrumental, but it's really good if you ask me. Uh, and with that being said, anybody got any final words they want to add? Everybody's good. Support uh, artists. Support artists. Thank you. Yes. That's a great way to leave it off. Thank yes. Thanks for having this lovely conversation. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we will see everybody next time. Wig, wham, and pop. <laughs> <laughs>